The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast's tailor-made stealth two driver giveaway. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com driver to enter the day before the big draw on April the 8th. And we're brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week to get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you'll need to dominate. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday. Oh, I'm in trouble, Baz. April the 6th. Yeah. Yes, come on. Um, and we are here to have a look at a full slate, 10 matches, uh, Premier League games. Over Saturday and Sunday, everyone's playing in the two days, so um, lots of condensed action, which is fun. Um on the 8th and the 9th of April. Uh, and you've already heard him, so I'll introduce him. Um, the man who knows what date it is, it's Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. Evening, Malcolm. Are you all right? I'm still, no, uh, not especially. Don't sound I'm, uh, Do I not? No, you can tell you've been being naughty on a school night, drinking and all that. I, uh, I've been very tired and emotional today, Baz, should we say, um, which is generally code for hungover. I, um yeah, hungover is a small family of us. Yeah, I went out on a Wednesday. Who goes out on a Wednesday? Um, I was out. I was out last night. I went out to watch a Newcastle match. Yeah, uh, I had a few beers, had a late one, and uh, I feel surprisingly fresh today. So I'm better than I have been. You've seen me in the past, and I've been turning myself inside out. Like, but I've just been sleepy today. And I mean, you know me, Baz. I'm a, I'm a grafter. Uh, that's what people say about me. But um, I've had too much to do. I had an article to write for the baseball, which was due in yesterday, and I completely forgot about it. Um, I didn't do it. If Adam's listening to that. I didn't completely forget about it. Um, I used whatever excuse I told you. Um, and then I've had to, so I had to do that, and then I had to prep this show, and then I had to prep the MLB show, which will be live in about 90 minutes from now. So I've been as busy as snakes, Baz. And all of that with um, all last night's residual beer, whiskey, rum. Uh, we went out went out with a couple of old roommates, actually, that we used to work with. Baz, when we trained at the casino uh, 20 years ago, uh, went out and we went to the pub quiz. We ended up in the casino, obviously, um, and actually did all right. I've had a little hand of blackjack. What about 22 out of 25 hands? Like, had a proper mad run. And managed to come out with it, uh, discipline. So, yeah, so that was new. But yeah, and then I got in, watched the highlights of the Newcastle match at like mm-hmm. half past three this morning when I was full of beer. So yeah, I've been a bit sleepy today, mate. Um, but I've managed to handicap these games to within an inch of their life. Uh, and we've got loads more winners. We had a decent week again, Baz. So there were six midweek games. We both went three for six. Uh, we'll run through them one by one in a moment. Um, yeah, three for six, but with some um, odds against some plus money winners and, and the big dog hit Aston Villa. So uh, probably bet six units to win maybe eight, I think, on the week. 
which is all right. We happily uh, we'll take that every time. The one thing I wanted to mention, Baz, before we get on to the games is um, Frank Lampard. I know we'll talk about it when we get to Chelsea, but I just thought we touched on it at the top now because sort of news broke round about yesterday afternoon that he was. Uh, I think he was at the game actually. They played when they, they played Liverpool on Tuesday night. He was at the game, so there was a little bit of chat around him, and then it was confirmed that they've appointed him on an interim basis. He's interiming. Um, so yeah, what do you make of all that, Baz? Uh, just come from nowhere, didn't it? Nobody's seen it coming. I just, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why they couldn't have just left Potter there for the rest of the season as an interim manager with the plan to get rid of him at the end of the year. I just, it's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, he did nothing for them last time round. Um, got the sack after a bad run. You know, they've not then gone through Tuchel to Potter and then back to Lampard. It just... And in the meantime, bizarre. Lampard's gone to Everton and been shite and got sacked yeah, I mean, it, as well. In terms of the league, I could understand more if it was just the league season left for them. Um, and you just think, yeah, you just hold the fort. We're yeah, not yeah, get yeah. Into the European places, we're, we're going to struggle. But we've got a massive Champions League game coming up um, against Real Madrid, and, and they had a really, really good Champions League win against Dortmund last time out. Um, yeah, I, I said before, I think Chelsea can still, but you know, potentially get past Madrid. Uh, it just doesn't add up to me. I, I don't get it. Um, What's your, what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm completely baffled by it. Probably a couple of years ago, you know, I was kind of quite sold on Frank Lampard because um, I felt he was quite easy to listen to when he didn't sort of talk in cliches. But however, we're, we're in this this society now in the modern world, Baz, it's, you can see anything you want and you don't have to improve it, really. You can just see it. It's like, you know, when you watch The Apprentice and stuff, you all just come on and say stuff. It don't mean anything like uh, it doesn't mean they've done it. It just means they're saying it. And I think I got seduced a bit by Frank Lampard saying stuff um, was was what happened. And then it's actually turned out he couldn't achieve any of the things that he was saying. Um, so, yeah, that, that was uh, that. was that. And then, I mean, if I was a Chelsea player, I was talking about, like, new manager. But I was just trying to handicap this game later on, Wolves against Chelsea. And my res- response is the same as your response, which is just... There. Like when with the, any of the other Chelsea players just not sat at home and just gone there. Like just means nothing, I don't think. Uh, no one's gonna be excited. It's obviously he's a club legend in that, but not to that like disparate bunch of mercenaries in the dressing room. They didn't stand in the shed end in nineteen ninety-eight and watch him scuff all those twenty yarders into the bottom corner. So yeah, it's all a bit odd, mate. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, right then, okay. Well, the golf scored on Baz. We picked some. Uh, you did you tweet out our picks for the golf? You did, didn't you? Yes, I did. I. Um, I don't know how they're doing. I know how mine are doing. Uh, they're all loitering around even, uh, even par. So nothing too. We'll pick three each. Um, yeah. I mean, I've got. Where are we? Where are we? Who did I put it? Thomas you minus took- two. Um, Minus one and home has one over. Um, right. so I don't know. Doing okay. Um, not, not sure about yours. I haven't, haven't highlighted yours. Uh, on uh, I picked K- Kitty Armour and Hatton. Uh, who were, Kitty Armour's struggling a bit. Hatton's doing all right. Yeah, it's early doors though, but I haven't really watched an awful lot of that. As I said, Baz's been busy, but yeah, plenty. Uh, hopefully we'll get a golf sweat on Sunday night as well. We'll go back to... Um, 
Monday night because we recorded the show. Um, did we record the show after the Everton Tottenham game? Uh, no, we recorded in the afternoon. Well, we, we did it early, didn't we? Yeah, I thought as much. Yeah, Everton won, Tottenham won. Wasn't it? We, 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 yeah. were, we were out, out of sync this week, so we're normally recording on a Sunday night and we put it out at about six o'clock on Monday night. Um, it was good to see a lot of people have picked it up, though. We got a lot more downloads this week after yeah. the weekend last week. We've got a lot more people looking on the YouTube, so we've had lots of views on there. Definitely not enough thumbs up on the YouTube for how many people have watched it. So if you are watching back on YouTube now, just do click on the thumbs up. It helps. Subscribe, Spotify, give us a review, Apple reviews, all of that. Uh, for those who have just joined, hopefully you got something out of the last episode. You know, we had enough there and, and the one that we really did fancy was, was Villa at a good price. So, yeah, keep subscribing, liking and all the usual places. Yeah, Barry's absolutely right. I kind of forgot to welcome any new listeners because we have had a little uptick. So um, if you are getting involved, thank you. We do appreciate it. Hopefully you've picked some winners as well. But yeah, um, so th this Monday night game wasn't didn't come out of our last show's picks. Uh, Everton won, Tottenham won. But it was really a mention for two things, really. Um, firstly, uh, Harry Kane's a tit. Um, and secondly, I've got no idea at any point what Tottenham are trying to achieve, Baz, when they go out and have, play football. It's, I don't know what they're up to. It's nuts. It was awful. Um, and and you could, you know, it comes as no surprise to anybody, I think least of all Spurs fans, when Everton got that equaliser later on because Spurs nope. were just just waiting for it to happen. Um, absolutely bizarre. Um, and again, it's a sort of managerial situation. I don't know what they think they're going to achieve by keeping him there and not trying to make a move now because there are managers up for grabs, aren't they? If you want yeah. Nottingham's men or Pochettino, just go and get them. Just do it. Like, because Spurs have still got a lot riding on the season. They, you know, that fourth place, they're just going to, they're going to blow it by, by not committing to someone now. I don't, I think, um, it's another one where it just doesn't, doesn't add up. Yeah, it's all very strange. But yeah, so we're, uh, that was, that was Everton Tottenham, but we'll get to our, uh, we'll run through the midweek games and give our opinions and, and how our picks did. Once I've told you about Underdog Fantasy, uh, a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favourite NBA, NHL and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Okay, Tuesday night, Bournemouth nil, Brighton 2. I took the draw. Um, I was in it because Brighton scored first and Bournemouth missed some chances. Missed a couple of one-on-ones. Um, Brighton scored late doors. Uh, Baz, you took the over two and a half. So, um, bad start there, but... Kind of went before really, Brighton in good form. Bournemouth played okay, couldn't quite get it done. Um, we both had a winner in the Leeds Forest game. We took Leeds on the money line. Not a very fancy price, but the kind of, it was a good building block, really. If you, it was one of the three winners we had, and you can't pick them all at, at underdog or plus money prices. So I think this this went this really did go to form like Forest got in front which we didn't expect but within half an hour they were behind and, and Forrest are on the slide bars definitely yeah I agree I mean I, I felt a bit hard done by in the Brighton game because it ruined my accumulator for the week um, with needing the over 2.5 the XG combined for the two of them in that game was was over 5 um, Bournemouth had an XG of over 2 and, and 
Brighton was, was around the three mark. So there are plenty of opportunities for goals and just didn't come off uh, in the end. So a little bit unlucky on that one. But yeah, Leeds look good enough at home against the Forest side who don't win away from home um, and it all went to plan. So yeah, it was, it was good to get that one in the books. And then the next uh, one was one that we, we both said was just a stupid price, wasn't it? Leicester v Villa. Yeah, this was the headline of the week. Leicester won Aston Villa 2. We both took Villa um, as the 19 to 10 underdogs. It was a nice pick. We got helped by a red card. We do say it regularly that you, the third element of having a bet in a winning bet is getting that little bit of luck. Um, so, yeah, we were helped by the red card at Dewsbury Hall. Um, and it was a great goal, the winner. Um, who scored it? I can't remember. Top of that was in Bert, yeah. Uh, not Bertrand, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, great finish, but I think Villa, yeah, once they got in front, um, I, would, I never really thought Villa weren't going to get it done, even though Leicester, Leicester pegged them back and it took them to late. But yeah, it was just a lovely, lovely price. The, the bookies got that one wrong uh, and we were on it pretty quick. Like, the next game, uh, Chelsea and Liverpool and Ilbaz, I took the overs, you took Liverpool team total. Why didn't anyone notice that the three previous games had finished nil-nil, Baz? How did this get no, I, past us? This is negligent. Did you even see it? I, I, I was aware that there'd been no score. <laughs> we were aware. I know, but but we both said, uh, and to be honest, my mind changed on it entirely. As soon as I seen the Liverpool lineup. I had the fear. I didn't like my pick at all. Um, but we both said, we just felt both these teams would play with the shackles off with the situation they're in and and I don't know I just expected more from from both of them um, and to be fair Chelsea should have won the game shouldn't they They'd, yeah they had more than enough chances and again in, in our analysis I said the problem with Chelsea is they haven't got a striker and and it proved to be the case again the, the lack of a strike has cost them week in week out they had an XJ of 2.3 um, didn't put away the chances they got um, Liverpool never Never really threatened. Never looked like scoring. And as I say, I took Liverpool team goals. I did say it. I think we both agreed. It was the hardest game of the week to handicap. As you say, in hindsight, it should have probably been the easiest. We, we should have just stuck with a form. Um, but as soon as I saw the Liverpool line up and Gakpo was gone, Salah, uh, Robertson, Van, uh, Arnold, Trent Arnold, um, Van Dijk, just all, all out of the lineup. And you looked at the team and you're just like, that's... F- grim like it looked yeah. horrible and then Klopp was trying to big it up after the game saying how how okay the result was and uh, you know I'm, I'm okay with that I'm okay with the performance and all this and I just I don't know I mean, it was a horror I thought they were horrible and yeah it, it makes it even I mean they've got Arsenal next time and we'll come to that soon uh, so it'll be interesting to see how, how that performance factors into your pick for Arsenal but yeah yeah Definitely. I think in the, the Discord channel, I mean, uh, we, we often talk about getting in there because the Sharks were there. Once the team news did come out, the feeling in the Discord channel kind of changed. Everyone jumped off. We had people like Johnny Junta was messaging on Twitter. So there was quite a lot of chat about this under uh, two and a half and the kind of the, the feeling did change once we'd seen the team news. So, um, yeah, that was one of those things. Uh, moving on to Wednesday night, Manchester United won Brentford nil. I took the draw. Uh, a little bit unlucky. I mean, uh, Brentford... But it's at least one uh, one-on-one. I've caught up with the highlights today um, to equalise after my mate Rashford scored um, and Manchester United hung on for a one nothing win. Again, we said Manchester United were perfectly capable of winning the game, but you wouldn't want to be backing them at 
They were 11 to 17, minus 153. Um, just uh, disappointed Brentford couldn't get the score sheet, really, because um, I did expect that. But yeah, Man United over the line, and that uh, and that kept them, uh, put them back into fourth place above Tottenham. Bass, what was your pick there? Or oh, you took both yeah, teams took to both score? To score, and again, yeah. uh, you know. I sort of picked out the right things. I said Man United were too short. You couldn't back them on things like handicaps or team goals, um, the stuff that we normally look at when Man United were at home and, and they were in good form because they weren't in good form at the moment. Um, and I was right, at, you know, backing them to score two or more to get, get a reasonable price or, or winning in the handicap. Just didn't fancy in this game. And that was right, but I did expect Brentford to contribute more um, and to get at least on the score sheet. And it wasn't a bit, as I say, they did have one or two chances, but. Hold my hands up on that one. Got it wrong. Uh, finally, <laughs> West Ham won, Newcastle United. Five. <laughs> Wallop. Uh, I watched this when I got in junk at half three in the morning. I watched it when I got up the day at lunchtime. Uh, and I've watched it twice since. So I'm well and truly versed in uh, what's happened to you, Buzz. Um Newcastle to win. 15 to 13 was the pick. Uh, tick next to my name there. Lovely. And stress-free as well. It was, I was, I'd arranged this night out. So, I, um, it was stress-free for you because you didn't watch it live. Well, that was stress-free. Everyone, we won 5-1. Baz, where's the stress in that? But, but I'll, I'll tell you where, where this, where this, well, not stress. I was never stressed. But, but I backed Newcastle to score two or more. Yeah. Um, and and you said last week if they're going to score two or more, do you not think they'll win? And I said I'm I'm quite happy to just have me two goals, yeah, and not worry about it two two. And for a little period, you know, first half hour, obviously we had cash cash nine within twenty minutes, but West Ham did start to get back in the game and then equalised just before half time. And you did have a feeling that the momentum of the game had swung a little bit in their favour. And at that point, I'm sitting there cashed out, absolutely fine. Whereas if I'd backed them albeit some books you, you get paid out early. Um, there would have been a bit of, a bit of jeopardy there for a little while, but thankfully I, there's no stress came because we scored 20 seconds into the um, second half. And had we not have done that, it could have been a different story possibly because West Ham did have a little spell, 10, 15 minutes, where they were getting a bit more of a foothold in the game. Um, but yeah, again, I, I think mine was about 11 to 8 for Newcastle to score two or more. And um, I, I laddered that up. Um, I, I put in the... The score that I'd laddered up, although I didn't put it out before the game, so it shouldn't really boast about it too much. But I took the two or more, three or more, four or more, five or more. Uh, got up to 40 to one for five or more goals. Wow. 16 to one for the four or more, five to one for three or more. Uh, and when the first two cash, 20 minutes into the game, you're just free rolling the rest of the way. So, yeah, uh, really, really good. I mean, the performance was brilliant from Newcastle, but the, there was also a lot of elements of. of really how poor West Ham were because there was a lot yep. of individual errors leading to the goals, weren't it? But at times, Newcastle's football was absolutely scintillating. It was really, really good to watch. Um, and you can just see the confidence growing again at the right time for Newcastle. Um, and finally, finishing my chances. That That's four games in a row now. We've hit, hit at least a couple of goals. Uh, 12 goals, I think, in the last four, uh, which is really... Good. And what we'd said beforehand that we thought would lean into Newcastle's favour in this game was being able to rotate again, having yeah. a strong squad, players coming back fit. And you bring in Joe Linden, Callum Wilson, and they both scored two apiece. Um, and it just shows, you know, again, we had strong options coming off the bench. We bring in on Willock, Isaac, Anthony Gordon, 
Um, really, really good options coming off the bench, which, which bodes well for Newcastle going forward. If we can keep everyone fit as they are at the moment, even with Almiron still missing, uh, we've got options where we can rotate it around. But yeah, really, really good performance. Good to watch and good to see us getting back in the goals because we had a lot of games like that earlier in the season yeah. um, where we put a few teams to the sword, which is why our goal difference is so much better than the teams around us like Spurs and Man United. Um, and again, that, that's been a massive boost last night with, that, with another four-goal margin. Um, excellent use of the word scintillate in Baz. I think that's the first uh, the first appearance of the word scintillate in episode 55. Um, just while I remember, Baz, I went to a meat stack in the big market last night. Um, have you been there? Do you, are you no. aware of this? No. I'm aware, I'm aware of the place, but I've not been. Good burger. Honestly, the best burger I've had in my life. Nice. It was incredible. I can't remember what it this was quite early on. This was before I was full of beer. I was like a third full of beer at this point. Um, but I got a Canadian something or other, which was obviously the double the double patty. The, there was some blue cheese. There was some maple syrup or maple covered bacon and a load of garlicky stuff in there. And it was absolutely top class, Baz. It was incredible. Um, and I can't remember what Craig and Kelly had. They had... They had similar things, same but different. Yeah, but best burger ever had, and I know you're uh, you're a fan, Baz. So that was you, and obviously you, you could get a booze as well. So I had a I had a can of cider, so a burger and a can of cider for for fourteen pounds something. Um, absolutely in the element. Like, was it a French Canadian Redux? Was that? Oh, you on the yeah? You on the you on the menu? Are you? Yeah. What's in it? Blue cheese, garlic butter, maple, streaky bacon. That's what I said. Hot sauce, hash brown. Sounds good. Yeah, mate, um, top class. And uh, I don't know what the. Um, I don't know what the afternoon tea today. Oh, your afternoon tea with your tiny. Oh no, it wasn't tiny sandwiches, was it? It was big pies and stuff. You said it was. Yeah, I've been. I took. It was a Mother's Day gift for my mother um, and for the missus. Uh, so I took everyone out with the kids and stuff like that, and um, spent spent a fortune on a on an afternoon tea. <laughs> what a guy, Buzz. Um <laughs> They're lucky to have you. Right, okay, let's make some picks, Baz. Um, Ten games truncated into uh, Saturday lunchtime through to the tea time game on Sunday. Um, first game Saturday, 12.30 UK time. Um, and that's 7.30 Eastern time is Manchester United against Everton. Man United are 1-2. Uh, Favourites minus 200. The draw is at Burlington Bertie 130 plus 333. Um, the Toffees, Everton 11 to 2 plus 550. Um, I have got no intention of backing Man United at 1 to 2. Similar, same as the other night, pretty much. Um, they might win. They could very easily win. But at one, you, you're mad if you're putting any money on them at 1 to 2. Um, However, there's not much to recommend Everton on the other side of that, especially on their away, away form. Uh, won one and drawn six of their 14 away games. They have had a couple of 2-2 two, two away draws recently. Um, but just on the eye test, they very much look like the outliers. I mean, even on Monday night against Tottenham, they huffed and puffed a lot and they were competitive. Um, but they are going to struggle to score goals. They just don't, they haven't got a, a centre forward who can put one in the net. And then they don't really have any sort of attacking midfield as it's 
it's it's set pieces and there even Monday night the centre back who never scores Michael Keane smashes one in from thirty yards. Um, Decore will be missing after um, scraping Harry Kane's face or whatever the hell happened the other night as well. Um, Man United have had three in a row here under two and a half goals. Um, and I still quite like that angle. They, they squeeze past Brentford 1-0. Um, they never looked like scoring against Newcastle at the weekend. Everton will try hard. They'll defend well. Everton are going to contribute much, if at all, um, in the uh, in the offensive column here. So I'm going to take the under two and a half goals, Baz. Price is four to five, minus 125. Yeah, so I'm similar to you. I don't, don't trust Man United here. Um in their recent form and, and, and struggles in front of goal. It was their first, first win in the Premier League in, in four games. Um, and the first goal scored in that period as well. I mean, Everton, say back, come off the back of a draw v Spurs, and they are on an un, unbeaten run of four games now. Uh, their overall form on the dice isn't bad at all, really. They, they lost to Arsenal and Liverpool away and Villa at home. Um, so decent sides in decent form, well, I wouldn't say Liverpool are in decent form, but the home form's all right. Um, the more recent form looks good. Um, you know, I think they'd be quite happy with five points from Brentford, Chelsea, Spurs uh, in the last three games. I'm, I'm still not convinced about Man United at the moment. And again, I just find them too short here. I don't want anything to do with them in handicaps or, or team goals. Again, as I said the other day, a bit, bit similar here, struggling in front of goal. So I think... Everton will pick up the points they need to, to stay in the league. I, I don't think they'll get relegated. I think they'll they'll pick them up by being hard to beat. Um, and I think they could potentially get something from this game. There's enough sign of a fight in them under, under Daesh. Um, and I think my preferred play here is to take Everton on the Asian handicap. Plus one. So it's just over evens, 21 to 20, plus 105. Uh, so if Everton win or draw... We cash that. And if Man United win by one goal, uh, it's a push. Man United win by two or more, we're a loser. Um, Man United don't look like blowing anyone away at the moment. And I just think Everton can keep it tight and, and maybe give themselves a chance and they're going to draw uh, and cash on that. So, yeah, Everton on the Asian handicap, plus one. It's just over evens for me, 20, 21 to 20. I mean, if they keep rolling cart, cart horse up front as well, like that's an absolute fiasco. Like, look at this man alive. Um, next up, we go to the three o'clock on Saturday. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, six three o'clock games. Old fashioned Saturday afternoon card here. The first one is Aston Villa against Nottingham Forest. Villa four to seven, minus 175. The draw. 16 to 5 plus 320. And Nottingham Forest are 92 plus 450. Baz, um, tell us about Villa v Forest. Got a question for you first. Do you know when they last played each other, these two teams? Yeah. Uh, na- no, 1998. 2018. Do you okay. know what the score was? Probably not because you didn't even no, know. No, of course not. Last time they played head to head, 5 5. Oh shit! You don't get many five-five draws around, do you? No, absolutely Tammy, not. Tammy, Tammy Abraham scored four. Uh, yeah, so the head-to-head last last time out five all, and uh, they were both in the championship at the time. Uh, Villa went down, come back up. Uh, I found this one a bit easier, um, and, uh, and you probably know why. Uh, Villa Villa are pretty good. Uh, Forest aren't very good. 
Villa unbeaten in six, 16 points from 18, five wins and a draw. And they're making a run here at the right time on, and they've jumped above Brentford and Liverpool this week. Um, they've not failed to score now in 16 league games. Um, the only real blip they've had recently was uh, that 4-2 defeat to Leicester, uh, where they obviously still got on the score sheet twice. They still scored against Arsenal twice. Uh, they even scored against Man City in defeat there. Uh, Forest, on the other hand, have now stretched their winless streak to eight league games. Um, and on the road, it's even worse. I think it's five defeats in a row. Four of them by a margin of two or more goals. So there's a few ways to play it. I mean, Villa, I think, will win. They're a bit short at four to seven. Uh, I do think they'll win it. So it's then how you how you get it to a decent price. Um, and I thought tagging on the over 1.5 gets into around evens, plus 100. Uh, Villa to win and over 1.5 goals. Um, I also looked at Villa to score two or more, which is uh, eight to eleven. But then I went sort of back to your thinking last week when I when I put up a good bet like that, and I think in this one, if Villa do score two or more, I can't see Forest scoring two goals. So I think eight to eleven. There's a bit of a difference here, eight to eleven there, or taking the Villa and over one point five goals is probably a better play. Um, the other player that, if you want to get a little bit more ambitious, just to take Villa in the handicap, win by two or more goals at 13 to 8. Forrest have been beaten by two or more in four of the last five, as I said. Villa have scored two or more in, in the last three games. They're scoring often enough. Uh, Watkins is hitting form. Um, so I feel comfortable taking Villa in a variety of ways here. Um, but I'm going to go with Aston Villa to win and over 1.5 goals in the game. Um, and that'll come in at just around even money plus 100. Yeah, I don't need to add much to that, Baz. Uh, the first thing that struck me when I looked at this was what a terrible price Nottingham Forest are. I mean, yeah. they should be double that. They should be 10 to 1. Like, anyone again taking them at 9 to 2, they're preposterous. Still in great form. They will smash them. Um, my a couple of ways of dressing this up Villa minus 1.5. I got a 5 to 3 plus 167. Um, or I was happy to ladder um, Aston Villa goals here. So you mentioned the. Um, them to score two or more um, at eight to eleven. Over two and a half goals is plus two forty. Over three and a half is seven to one. Over four and a half is eighteen to one. Villa could win this five nil, Baz, and we could cash all of them. Um, so yeah, get on Villa, and then we'll get up the ladder um, on Villa team goals. Okay, uh, we will keep going. So I told you about the uh, the driver giveaway. Um, on the Golf Gambling Podcast. They're giving away a tailor-made driver, uh, completely free to enter, and you have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. The draw will take place on Sunday, this Sunday, uh, that's April the 8th, so make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. Okay, we'll crack on with the three o'clock. Brentford against Newcastle. Brentford are five to two. Plus 250, draws 12 to 5, plus 240. Newcastle 11 to 10, plus 110. Brentford's still playing well, but it's only one run in five now. Um, Newcastle made it four in a row last night, and I've been absolutely dominant in the last three games. I know they went behind against Forest, but since then, we've been absolutely outstanding. You already mentioned at the top of the show, Baz, the squad availability. Um, and the bench is packed at the minute. We can make changes and nothing's weakening the, the side. They're absolutely full of goals. 
Um, they had an XG of over four against Manchester United, then scored five in the week. I just think you have to keep riding them. They're the hot team at the moment. And like I say, I don't, I don't mind Brentford. You normally try and find a way to factor Brentford into your handicap. Uh, if it was any other team in the league, I'd probably try and do that. But at this point, I'm just happy to take Newcastle. They were a similar price last night and went and won um, 5-1 away from home. They're staying in London. Um, it, all, it all points to Newcastle for me. 11-10, uh, plus 110 for Newcastle at the win, Barry. Yeah, so I mean, we've we made a, a similar to what you said, we made a lot of Brentford's good run lately. was just one defeat in 15 until last night. Um, but that defeat did come after back-to-back draws against Brighton and Leicester. And uh, although they're not losing many, they're not, they're not winning many either. So you said one in five, I, I picked out two of the last eight. And the two wins they did get was Southampton and Fulham. Um, so yeah, they're not winning loads of games at the moment. And as you say, you're coming up now against Newcastle at the worst possible time. They've regained the momentum that they'd lost around the cup final. Playing with confidence once again after a brief period where they were struggling to score. They've now scored 12 in the last four games and scored, as I said, two in, in each of those wins. So four wins in a row now. Um, and the way they've played in the last week, I'm confident backing them again here. As we said last week, you know, he's, he's got the rotation options. We've got plenty of players now who whose confidence is increasing week on week. Um you know, Wilson will be, you know, feeling a lot better after getting those couple of goals. Joe Linton took both his well last night. Um, so, yeah, lot, lots of fans. Newcastle to win appeals at 11 to 10. But I'm just going to go with the same as we played last week um, and take the goals. And I like, again, the insurance here of having the 2-2 on my side because Brentford are capable, as they showed last week, in that 3-3 against Brighton. They are capable of putting up goals occasionally. Um so yeah, I'm going to go with Newcastle to score two or more at eleven to ten. It's the same price as Newcastle to win, but I like Newcastle to score two or more at eleven to ten, um, and that gives me the insurance of a high scoring draw or a you know that's three two. Um, but also, I mean, the corners is, is worth mentioning again. We've, we've brought it up at various times. Um, tried it again last night. It was mentioned in the Discord and, and started off at evens for for Newcastle to get six or more. They got six in the first sixty five minutes. And then it stopped there. So we're a little bit unlucky not to go a few more rungs up the ladder. Um, but similar line here. Um, it's around evens for Newcastle to get six or more corners. They've hit that six or more in the last four games. So yeah, Newcastle six or more corners and ladder it up a little bit because um, it's always got a chance. And, and every time that line's around six, Newcastle just seemed to hit that that, that easy enough. And, and that's, if that's your break-even point and anything from there is a bonus... It's always worth a go. So yeah, worth highlighting that they are they are flowing again those corners in the Newcastle games. Uh next is Fulham against West Ham. Fulham nine to five plus one eighty. The doors nine to four plus two twenty five. West Ham thirteen to eight plus one sixty two. Buzz, I want you if you've got anything about you, Buzz, I want you to I've written down the first sentence that you're gonna say when you handicap this game. Go. Cool. Uh, I've put down Fulham have hit a bit of a wall here uh, with four defeats from four and 11 goals conceded in the last four games. All right. Okay. That's not what I'm... No? Okay. Keep going. You might might get to my uh, point anyway. Uh, Yeah. So, as I say, four defeats in a row now um, for Fulham. That that includes the cup game against Man United. Uh, But also conceding a lot of goals. 
Um, and they're now without Mitrovic for the next eight, well, I say next eight games, he's already missed one. The next seven, and I believe the FA are appealing the ban. I don't know who issued the ban or whatever, but it, I'm sure I'd read something that they're considering appealing it as being too lenient. I think it's a bit ridiculous. I think it's probably about right. Um, defeat to Bournemouth last week was ominous for me for Fulham. Uh, not not good form at the moment. Um, Bournemouth on the uh, sorry, West. Where who we got West Ham? <laughs> Uh, there's no real pattern to be found they've got two wins three draws three losses in the last eight games uh, and their away form isn't pretty they've only got one point in the last four in the league um, so yeah you, I think you can describe West Ham's form as patchy uh, but I think Fulham's is far more concerning at the moment I, I think they're going to struggle the rest of the season but, I mean they picked up enough points early on that they don't need to be too concerned I mean Newcastle played well last night but a lot of those goals as I said did come from individual errors from West Ham and they just can't play that bad again I'm sure they can't uh, and I think I can take them to beat Fulham here Fulham who are on a bit of a downward slide um, I think West Ham at 13-8 to eight are going to beat Fulham and that's where I'm going West Ham to win well, that's a... not like that at all Proper head and hands moment that buzz. Um, yeah, I'm amazed. Yeah, I mean, I might not have sobered up from last night. But the first thing I've written down here is who the fuck made West Ham favourites away from home against a team hiding them in the league? I mean, against any team. You said they can't play that bad again. I think they can because they play that bad every week. Why would they not play that bad again? Like, there's just nothing to tell you that that's pretty awful. Um so yeah, right. Uh, yeah, for, uh, we for a little while I've been a, quite a big proponent of talking up Fulham sliding back uh, towards their mean, but um, you're going to love my pick, Baz. It's going to entertain you to win this. I, I just anyway, West Ham being favourites is nuts. Um, what I've done here, Baz, this is the first time I have done this in 55 shows. Uh, this is very much from the Barry Penaluna school of shandy bets. Um, I'm taking Fulham, draw no bet, because the West Ham can't win. You know, like a couple of weeks ago, whatever game couldn't be a draw. Uh, the it's happened a few times. West Ham can't win this game. You can rule that. Scribble that. I'm scribbling it out now on my thing there. Scribbled out. That's not one of the options. The only options are Fulham win and the draw. But like you say, Fulham aren't in great form. So, just in case they don't win, we'll get our money back because it'll be a draw. Uh, so that's that's that one handicapped. I can't that's, believe you've taken... Absolutely no help to anyone. No, it's no... Well, it's helpful to me, because I'm going to win some money, but you're not. So. I know, but you, you spoke like this last week when I told you Crystal Palace would beat Leicester. Um, and that's... that's <laughs> so I'm, I'm all right. I'm sticking to my guns. Um, you know, I've had a few of these. You know, I took the title of Bournemouth to beat Wolves after Bournemouth were on a terrible streak. Uh, I'll say that Palace won against Leicester I do I've got some good form with these ones where they're, they're not expected see where we end up one of us yeah, is uh, yeah, right. will be happy I um, I took a rant to beat Wales Baz remember that that was good one um, <laughs> Leicester versus Bournemouth this is the three o'clock kickoff Leicester five to six minus 120 the draw is 11 to four plus 275 Bournemouth 16 to five plus 320 this is really, really tricky, Baz. Uh, Leicester, without a manager, have only picked up one point from seven games. Um, we took them to get turned over in the week, which they duly obliged for us. 
Um, Patterns-wise, both teams have scored in four games in a row um, involving Leicester. Bournemouth are competitive. We say the same thing every week. The January signings made a difference. Um, They had many chances to equalise against Brighton um, and then got picked off late on and lost 2-0 this midweek. They have won two of their last four. This is a mess. This you've got the second worst home team in the league against the third worst away team. Um, I didn't really know what to do with it. I took my bet from the Leicester pattern of both teams to score. Like I said, they don't look like they can defend. Bournemouth have got a little bit about them. They did all right. They were decent at Arsenal recently. Um, the only, like I said, the one bad result was that defeated Villa. And actually, Villa are in really, really good form. So. The way Bournemouth have recovered from that, you can maybe excuse them. Uh, so I'm going to take both teams to score. Um, it's not a fancy price, but it's three to four minus one thirty-three. Yeah, you can have that one. Um, Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much point in going over most of it. Similar stats to you, uh, and came to the very same conclusion. Um, yeah. Both teams to score, as you say, it's hit four in a row for Leicester. Um, I think it's hit the last two in Bournemouth games. Um. See, Leicester have only failed to score once in the last six games. Um, that was a defeat against Arsenal. Um, but Bournemouth, similar. Um, they, they, they're scoring in enough games to, to make you think you've got a chance. I think six of the last eight they've got on the score sheet. Uh, so, yeah, same same play. Both teams to score at three to four. Was, was the Excellent. Yeah, Bournemouth. Baz co-signs and retweets the BTTS at Leicester. Um Next up is Tottenham Hotspur against Brighton and Hove Albion, where Tottenham will go off the home favourites at 14 to 9 plus 155. The draw 5 to 2, Brighton 13 to 5 plus 170. Baz, interest in this one, Tottenham Brighton, how did you uh, do it? Uh, it's, it was, it's a hard one, isn't it? Uh, I mean, Spurs obviously coming into it off the back of two poor draws against Everton and Southampton. Um, you know, games where they were in in, in the lead and, and lost it late on. You know, lost the lead late on, that is. Um prior to that, they had a home win against Forest. Big deal. Everybody wins at home. Forest. Um the home form still isn't bad though. Four wins in a row at home. Uh three of them by a two goal margin. The only one that wasn't by two or more was was a game against Man City. It's still a good result. That one nil win. They've also kept three clean sheets in the last four at home. Um but, but I mean that's a, enough of the positives for Spurs really that they, they just look lost at the moment Conte's departure hasn't changed anything they look awful against Everton earlier in the week and now they're coming up against Brighton side who are unbeaten in five league games just one defeat in the last nine scoring goals again um, but I think it's important to look at Brighton's fixtures lately they've had a pretty easy run of games they've, they've beaten Bournemouth twice West Ham Palace uh, they drew against Palace in another game against them, drew Leeds, Leicester. So they haven't played anyone in the top six since losing to Arsenal back in December. Um, so I think you do have to sort of temper expectations a little bit with Brighton for the fact that their good form is, is coming in games where we would mostly expect them to be winning. Um, Spurs won the reverse fixture 1-0 in October. Uh, I think they were a better team then, though. Um but Spurs games at home, uh, they've gone under 2.5, eight in a row until the recent 3-1 win over Forest. Uh, and despite Brighton's good form, 
of late. They have gone under 2.5 in five of their last eight games. Um, so I'm going to take this one to be a low score and a fair. Under 2.5 goals at evens for the Spurs v Brighton game is the pick for me. Okay, I like that one, Baz. Uh, large child has just arrived in the kitchen and is putting loads of things in the oven. Uh, but I've, uh, I've told her to keep the noise down for a, for a few moments while I um, talk this one through. Um, yeah, this was... Uh, yeah, really, really odd. For me, it's, this is about the clash of styles, I think. Um, Spurs will do whatever the fuck it is that they're doing at the minute. It makes no sense to me at all. Um, and I think they're completely vulnerable to a team who's just going to go out and try and beat them. Um, a good team as well. Tottenham will have won four in a row at home. Um, they have been favourable fixtures apart from man, that Man City one. Um, so, yeah, this, uh, this feels weird to me because if you just looked at the, the form lines, the data, it all kind of points to Spurs but I've got no interest in backing them at all. Um, I think I, I did a lot of... When Sean... Um, you can always tell when Sean hasn't researched anything properly because he says, I'm a good handicapper. What he means is he hasn't bothered doing any work and he's just going to pick one. And after that, this might have been the hangover talking today. I've done a lot of good handicapping. But, um, but I'm just not interested in backing Tottenham. I think they're just going to fanny about. And Brighton will have a right good go. I'm going I'm to pick Brighton. Um, it's 13 to 5 uh, for the win at plus 170. Uh, next up is Wolves against Chelsea. Um, this isn't the tea time game, is it? This is still a three o'clock game, so we're still uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Wolves are 3 to 1. The draw is 5 to 2. Chelsea are 19 to 20, minus 105. Another hard one. Um, Wolves are struggling a little bit. I was sort of high in them January time and they picked up some results. You were the opposite. And yeah, they've they've just sort of slipped back a little bit. Only one point from their last three. And they did lose at home to Leeds and Bournemouth quite recently. Um, the key to this game is what Lampard's going to get out of Chelsea. Is he going to get a response? And we already covered this. My response was just a little shrug of the shoulders. like, And I don't know why anyone's would be any different. Um, therefore, I'm going to take the, the draw... Um, I think Wolves will be delighted with the draw. Um, I don't know if Chelsea will have enough about them to win it. They, I mean, they did play. They played all right the other night. I'll give you that. However, Wolves, Wolves are okay. They can't defend. Possibly a nil-nil, Baz, this could be. Or a 1-1. One, one. Um, but I'm going to stick straight down the middle. 5-2, um, to two, plus 250 for the draw, Barry. Yeah, so first of all, Wolves are at home, which tells you uh, it's time for me. Oh, Barry's patterns. Yeah, they're pattern. So, as I say every time, Wolves home form, they've alternated win, lose, win, lose, win, lose. It's now up to 11 times in a row. Oh, uh, and they lost last time out. Yeah. So one is a win. Just got someone in the uh, chat here from Slick Rick, who says, no girls, goals first half in the Wolves v Chelsea match. Don't mind that at all. Uh, I think it will be a low-scoring game. Um I mean, overall, form for Wolves isn't great. They've won just one in the last seven. Both teams to score has hit three in a row for them, though. Um, Chelsea have had hit two blanks in a row, failing to score against Liverpool or Villa. Uh, that's despite an XG of 2.3 in each of those games. I think Chelsea will score here, and I think one goal might be all they need to do it. Um, I think it's close enough to evens. Chelsea on the money line's okay for me. Um, and okay. I, I mean, I've been out on Wolves for a while now. 
um, and, and done okay fading them in, in the right spots. Uh, I think Chelsea, as I said, I, I just think they're an all right price. Uh, they should really have beaten Liverpool through the week. Uh, obviously, they're not playing to get Potter sacked anymore, which might make a difference. Uh, so Chelsea to win for me at, at around even money. Um, and 1 0 at 6 to 1 appeals. Uh, I've got a, got a bit of activity here. Um, someone else is saying Chelsea win because of new coach. It's exactly what I've said. They're no longer playing to get Potter sacked, which is how it's appeared for a long, long time. Um, so, yeah, Chelsea to win. I think it will be a low score and a fair. So, that, yeah, that, that pick from Slick Rick. No goals in the first half could be nice. Uh, but, yeah, Chelsea to win. Uh, and, and I'll have a little bit on Chelsea to win 1 0 at 6 to 1. So we take the nil-nil half time, then Chelsea get it done in the second half, and you slick dick and uh, and Dave will, will all um will all the picture winnings up. Yeah, uh, my draws going down the pan uh, by the looks of it. Uh, the consensus is with Chelsea. Uh, the tea time game, um, crumpets etc. at five thirty, um twelve thirty Eastern time is Southampton against Manchester City. Southampton are ten to one. The draw is five to one. Manchester City are one to four. Minus 400, Baz, another impossible Manchester City game to handicap. Yeah, it's the same old story of Man City, isn't it? It's just where do you find uh, value? Where's the sweet spot? How many goals will they score? How many will they win by? Um, just in the same spot, really. Southampton, no winning four games and they failed to score in three of those. Um, the other one was the 3-3 draw against Spurs. Um Southampton are the side now that look to be in big trouble, don't they? And I, I don't see them getting any reprieve here. They did beat City at home in the AFL Cup earlier on, um, but they also lost the away game at City 4-0. City currently on a seven-game winning streak. And I think I said a while back when we were talking about the title race, I didn't think this City side looked like they would go on a huge winning streak as they've done in the past to reel Arsenal back in. But I could be proved wrong. At the moment, they do seem to be sort of going through the gears, hitting the stride. Certainly looked really comfortable against Liverpool last week. Um, I mean, that seven-game winning streak does include, um, you know, games like Burnley in the Cup and Leipzig in the Champions League. Um, but I mean, they scored 27 in those seven games and 17 in the last three games alone. Um Five clean sheets recently. They have started to keep clean sheets after we'd, uh, you know, slated them for for not doing so for so long. Um, and even away from home, they're unbeaten in six in all competitions, and they've scored three or more in half of those six games away from home. So as I say, it's the same old story with City. You have to try and find a winning play amongst all the short prices available. So I've looked at the handicap minus one point five for Man City to win by two or more at eight to eleven. If you want to be a bit more ambitious, minus 2.5 is at 7-4. to four. Uh, But I think I'll take them to score team goals of three or more at 11-10. to 10. Um, Haaland should return. He's, he's back in training this week. Uh, his recent scoring exploits, he's been on fire again. Wouldn't uh, back against him getting another hat-trick here. Um, they didn't need him last week when they put Liverpool to the sword, you know, put four past them. Uh, but I think this will be a long day for Southampton. So the pick for me is City to score three or more at 11 to 10. Uh, but I don't mind the handicaps. If you want a shorter play, minus 1.5 at 8 to 11. If you want to be a bit more ambitious, City to win by three or more is around 7 to 4. Uh, I don't mind any of those. OK. Um, yeah, Southampton aren't really doing enough, unfortunately. They're, they're underperforming in the games. Uh, they actually look like 
they should be getting results in, which is, it's alarming really. They're the one team at the minute who do look um, absolutely gone. They did beat City home in the League Cup as well, remembered. Um, it's still hard to predict Manchester City, even though they are, they're on this this mad run. A lot of it depends on the team news. Because obviously this is a look-ahead spot. We've got the um, we've got the Champions League midweek. They take on Munich. So I've been very high on watching whether or not KDB starts for them. I must actually point out um, in the interests of fairness, Baz, never let it be said uh, that I am not um, a reasonable man. The Jack Vilas was absolutely outstanding last week. I slagged him off quite a lot, just in jest mainly because of his accent in his hair. Um, but he was outstanding last week. Who did they batter last week? That was Liverpool. Okay. I, 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 oh, I yeah. Think, he I was think, great. Um, I think three or four games now, he's he's looked really, really... Yeah. The, the type of player they signed, they signed him to be. Um, and it has took a while to get there, but he has justified keeping his place week in, week out. Now he's one of the first names on the team sheet every week, it seems, at the moment. And rightfully yeah. so. He, you know, we have panned him at times over the last year. Um, but yeah, he, he really is hitting good form at the moment. Yeah, he was outstanding last week. Um, I was happy to give Southampton a goal here. Uh, I think they'll have a goal. Whether it's a, uh, a garbage-time goal when Man City get 4 up and they make some changes for later in the week. Or if Southampton, like they did in the League Cup game, is really get after them. They had a goal um, and they caught Man City on the hop. So uh, they could see Southampton scoring in the first 20 minutes before Man City turned the screw and go beat them 4-1 or something. Uh, it was just a big price as well. It was 11-10. So a little bit of plus money, plus 110. Because um, Man City definitely will score, but I think Southampton can chip one in. Uh, so I'll take BTTS in that one. Uh, two games to get to on Sunday. The first is a relegation dogfight. There's a two o'clock kickoff, which is 9 a.m. Eastern time uh, between Leeds and Crystal Palace. Leeds are 11 to 10, plus 110. The draw is 12 to 5, plus 240. Palace are 13 to 5, plus 260. Um, Leeds have won two of their last three and crucially for me um, have won the the similar comparison games uh, they beat Forest 2-1 on Wednesday they won at Wolves and they beat Southampton 1-0 at home uh, Palace were better last week um, but I'm still not buying into it um, maybe that was just the one uh, new manager bounce that they're going to get out of Hudson and crucially now I haven't had this confirmed um but Saha went off. He looked like he did his groin last week. He's got to be out, hasn't he? Um, I didn't check, Baz. I was, uh, like I say, I was tied in emotional day. But there's no way Zaha's playing anyway. Um, and Zaha, famously, Crystal Palace can't win if Wilf isn't playing. Uh, I think Leeds are a good price here, 11 to 10. I'll take Leeds on the money line, Barry. Right. Um, uh, I mean, we took Leeds midweek, didn't we, uh, against Forrest uh, and a fairly comfortable win there. They were well beaten against Arsenal before that, but that is their only defeat in the last four. So there are some signs of recovery of late for Leeds. Um, as I say, Palace won last time out as well. 2-1 win over Leicester, um, breaking an 11-game winless streak before that. Uh, I, I found it a, a difficult one. It's, it's just hard to know if that win for Palace will see them find a little bit of form and, and bounce back. But what I did say about Palace last week was what I did like when I tipped them to beat Leicester was the, the turn in the fixtures for them. Um, I, I think they will pick up enough points to be safe. I think they'll pick up points over the next few games. Um, it, it's obviously difficult to back them on, on the form line. 
Um, but I think you do have to factor in the runner games leading up to Vieira getting sacked was much tougher than the runner games that they now find themselves in. So I think they will pick up points along the way and possibly in, in this one. Um, but Leeds at home are hard to beat. Only Man United have beaten Leeds at Elland Road in the last seven games. So I did toy with the idea of taking Palace here. Um, and, and there might be a little bit of a, um, a comeback to that later on in the show. Um, but I've decided to go here with it, both teams to score. Um, that's hitting four in a row for the Leeds games. It's hit the last two games for Palace, uh, and it's around 19 to 20, so just under even money, both teams to score Leeds v Palace. Okay. Uh, final game is the Sunday afternoon telly game, um, 4.30, uh, kick-off, 11.30 Eastern time. Liverpool against Arsenal. Liverpool are the home puppies, plus 187, 15 to 8. The draws at 13 to 5, plus 260. And Arsenal are 11 to 8, plus 137. Baz, um, interesting game this one. Tell us who's going to win. I mean, the first thing I wrote down is I was annoyed with myself for backing Liverpool in any way, shape or form through the week. And I won't make the same mistake again. <laughs> you can't make me. Uh, I backed Liverpool goals. Uh, it was an error uh, and I'm not making the, the same error again. I'd be interested to know anyone who is watching at the moment in the chat let us know what you're going with this one because I think it's uh, an interesting one to see where yeah I could do some help actually yeah Um, because Liverpool's home form is decent enough Um, they have a couple of European defeats in in recent home form Lyon and Real Madrid but other than that they're unbeaten domestically at Anfield since losing to Leeds back in October Um, but similar to what I brought up with the Brighton game they haven't faced much in that time their home wins have come against Wolves Everton Leicester Southampton um, obviously the one they do deserve credit for is the 7-0 against Man United so I'm taking the home form with a bit of a pinch of salt really because they've had a really favourable run of games Arsenal on the other hand are in genuine and great form seven wins in a row in the league they've scored three or more in each of the last five games now um, again they have had a hugely favourable run of games though um, Arsenal wins against Leicester, Everton, Bournemouth, Palace, Leeds recently. Um, again, good good run of games at a good time for Arsenal. But they do keep winning and winning well. Um, and against this Liverpool midfield and Liverpool backline at the moment, I think they can continue with it. I think they'll call, they, that Arsenal attack could cause loads of problems for this Liverpool team who are low on confidence at the moment. I think we're getting a good price for Arsenal at 11-8. to eight. Um, But I'm going to go back to the goals market again. And it's mainly because there's... I could back Arsenal 11 to 8, but there's always a risk that Liverpool can find their scoring form. It's, it's always possible. It wouldn't surprise you if Salah, Nunes, any of them do, do get involved. Um, so I'm going to go with Arsenal to score two or more. It's at 10 to 11. Uh, but I'm going to be a little bit more ambitious and ladder it slightly. I'm going to go up to three or more also at three to one. I think Arsenal will win this. I think they'll win it by scoring a few goals. Lest Liverpool might play their part. Um so rather than taking Arsenal on the money line, which I don't mind, I think it's a good price, uh, but for me, the safer option, Arsenal to score two or more, 10 to 11, and the more ambitious play for me here, three or more at three to one. Uh, we asked for some help and uh, Slick Ricks joined in with Arsenal win and both teams to score, um, which fits in perfectly with your handicap there, Baz. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's like exactly this, the sort of line of thinking. I'm, I'm thinking of something like a 3-1, 3-2, uh, something like that. Yeah, I kept this... Um, simple um, am I impressed with Liverpool no not at all am I impressed with Arsenal yes I think they've been excellent 
and surprisingly so we kind of we did expect them maybe to drop their arse get get reeled in a little bit after Man City turned them over but they haven't they've gone completely in utter uh, gone the other way Liverpool at home can turn it on out of nowhere we saw it the Hunt Man United uh, but I think Arsenal are a different proposition here um, I just I have to take Arsenal um, on the money line 11 to 8 I think they're, they're, they're in incredible form they've got the bit between the teeth it won't take much here for Liverpool just to kind of down tools as well not down tools but just just get behind the 8 ball I think if Arsenal get in front I think that could be it, like because the, the, the Liverpool are on the precipice at all times at the moment. Uh, we've seen them lose to teams they shouldn't be getting beat off uh, and just struggling. So yeah, it has to be Arsenal on the money line for me. Price is eleven to eight plus one thirty-seven, um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has got to suit the ten games. Um, Baz, Locks, Dog, Scorer, and a parley. Where do you want to start? I've got a scorer, and for me, I'm going with uh, Ollie Watkins. Anytime goal scorer. He's at 13 to 10. He's scored in his last two games. He's scored in eight of the last 10 games for Villa. He's on absolute fire at the moment. It's a game where I think Villa will do well. Um, Ollie Watkins for me. He's 13 to 10 to score any time. And I also like him to score two or more at 13 to 2. So plus 650. Oh, I love that. Ollie Watkins, I didn't look at that. Two or more. Let, if you're going to do it, you might as well have a sprinkle on a hat trick as well for the for the sake of it. I haven't looked at the price. I'll check that out for you in a second, though. Yeah, um, well, I'll, yeah. I'll 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 yeah. chime in there, Baz, because he was my pick as well. Um, I've got Villa scoring five goals on Saturday, so if they do that, there's no way Watkins doesn't get at least one of them. Um, and and like I say, I hadn't considered looking at two or more. So yeah, let's fill up um, Ollie Watkins. I think the only time he didn't score recently was when I did pick him too. So if he doesn't score again, uh, Ollie, I apologise to you in advance. It's entirely my fault. Um, and that brings us onto my lock, which is Aston Villa minus one and a half goals. It's a big price for a lock. It's um, five to three plus one sixty-seven. But I just don't see how Villa don't smash him. Um, this is yeah three four five nil here. Uh, so my lock will be Villa. As well on the uh, on the handicap, Baz. Yeah, so Ollie Watkins for a hat break is twenty eight to one. For anyone that's uh, interested that. in laddering that one over a bit further, you've caught me off guard oh. with a lock because we don't normally put a lock out. But if you're doing it, then I'm going to go. Do we Because I'm in I'm in I'm in baseball form, Baz. Baseball mode, on yeah, anyway, I'm on, I can yeah. put one out. Newcastle All score right. over one point five. Newcastle two or more goals. Um, I can't remember the price now. I think it was eleven to ten. Um, that would be the lock for me. Uh, underdog for me, you're not going to like it, but the underdog is Palace to beat Leeds. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll take that. See where we go from there. What price uh, for Palace? Um, I took the both teams to score in that one. I just I feel thirteen to five Palace plus two sixty. Plus two sixty. That that's the underdog for me. Have you picked an underdog yourself? I have. Yeah, I put a Brighton thirteen to five. Uh, plus one seventy uh, for Brighton. I'm just not having Tottenham. Like I'm, I'm and like I said, this this is the worst possible matchup of styles yeah. for them. Uh, so I'll take Brighton. Uh, my parley is going to sort of fly in the face of yours because um, I've stuck Leeds in there. Um, I've got Leeds Villa Arsenal. It's a money line parley, dead straightforward. Uh, paying just a little bit under seven to one plus six eighty three. So I'm all right with that. Although. Um, like I say, it's not it's not for you because you've stuck Palace in. But uh, what did you get to? Uh, yeah, so the accumulator or, or Paulie for the American audience is um, team goals for me. So Newcastle to score two or more again. I, 
I seem to be putting them in everything here, don't I? If Newcastle don't score two, what a home, Abaz! You'll be driving people away with all your Newcastle chat. I've very rarely backed Newcastle with any confidence lately, but but I think we we can do so rightfully at the moment. So the yeah, team goes treble. Uh, Newcastle to score two or more. Arsenal to score two or more, and City to score three or more. Uh, it comes in just over seven to one, seven and a half to one plus seven fifty. So yeah, nice. Newcastle over one point five team total, Arsenal over one point five team total, and City over two point five team total. Well done. Uh, you do like your team total, like as far as I can. It's one of the things that doesn't get on my radar as often as it should. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to. Uh... Disappointingly, I um, I put one out. Uh, I put one on. Sorry, through the week, uh, didn't put it out in here, unfortunately. But it was Brighton, Villa, and. Leeds and the Tuesday night games and that hit at around six or seven to one Um, and I was kicking myself because I didn't put it out my accumulator went down with a bloody Brighton game didn't I Uh, but yeah team goals are something that's done well for me so I'm going to keep riding that Um, we've had a couple of winners from from the team goal trebles over the season Um, so yeah let's hope we get another one this weekend Um, anything else you want to tell the people about Baz before we crack on not today. I think we've taken up enough of the people's time. We've gone over the hour, an hour and four. Yeah. Um, it's good to see a couple of new names in the chat. Um, as I say, anyone who is watching on YouTube, um, keep coming back live if you can. We're normally 10 o'clock Sunday night, 8.30 on a Thursday night. Um, and it's good to have a little bit of interaction. We are just building it. We're new to YouTube. Um, so we're building it. And the more people that can keep coming back, the better. But keep hitting the like button and the subscribe button because that'll help us show up on more people's feeds, more people will find us. Um, so yeah, cheers for those who have joined in. Um, and as I say, if you're watching on YouTube over the next few days, just hit the like. Much appreciated. And same on Spotify and Apple. Keep giving us those uh, reviews. Um, um, yeah, yeah, with uh, just for Baz saying 10 o'clock on Sunday, that'll be baseball time, Baz, so we'll be going about half eight again. So be a little bit earlier on Sunday. That's news to you, isn't it, you see? Um Love it. Uh, thank you very much, Stick Rick. Uh, enjoying Baz's um, team totals play in the comments there. Right. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate listening. Um, good luck if you've had a golf bet. Enjoy all your punts then. Um, good luck with all your football bets. Like I say, we'll be back. And uh, we do schedule these on YouTube. So if the time is a movable feast, if you get across to or stick in notifications on, uh, you'll see what time that we are scheduled for on YouTube. Uh, but until Sunday, good luck with your prem weekend and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. 